Lots of people see the English language or English literature answers marked by their teachers with AO1, AO2 or AO3 comments, for example, mentioned. So for instance, they can get great grades because they're very strong in AO1. However, they've missed out marks because the AO2 or AO3 is important. However, you can't know how to improve if you don't even know what assessment objectives mean and what examiners look for. So this video really just explains what AOs really mean. However, before we go into the detailed explanation, do make sure you first check out www.firstratetutors.com where we have lots of exam papers for English language GCSE as well as English literature GCSEs and model answers that you can download and use as part of your studies. So, AOs, what do they really mean? In very simple English, AO or assessment objectives are just a standard measure that exam markers use to see if you can just simply demonstrate the following in your essays. Number one, do you understand what you've read? Number two, can you write clearly using good vocabulary? Number three, do you understand how writers use language and structure to make the text interesting? Number four, for your English language paper, can you write creatively? And number five, for your literature paper, can you refer to context, themes, symbols when you're discussing novels, plays and poems? That's what assessment objectives look for. However, the AOs mean slightly different things according to either the language or the literature. So let's talk through what AO1, AO2, AO3 and so on mean when you're thinking about English language GCSEs. And then let's look at what the AOs mean when it comes to English literature. So starting with the English language part of your GCSEs, AO1 just means, can you answer the question using correct evidence and can you read between the lines? AO2 means, can you discuss how well writers present the text at the start, middle and ending of the text? Can you, for example, point to interesting language such as nouns, verbs, adjectives, adverbs, pronouns, similes, personifications, metaphors and so on? But also, can you identify simple compound and complex sentences? AO3 for English language means can you compare two texts? This is particularly useful for paper two to know. Uh, so for instance, can you talk about the differences and similarities that the uh, texts have? Uh, and how well do these writers put this across in texts? AO4 simply means are the writers successful in interesting you as a reader? Are you intrigued? Have they painted a detailed picture of the setting, characters, or have they created an interesting atmosphere in the writing? There's also AO5 and AO6. So AO5 just refers to whether you can write a decent descriptive or creative story. So for instance, can you write a good newspaper article, a letter, a speech or a diary entry? Can you write a good story? Uh, but also can you use language that matches your target audience. So for example, writing a newspaper for a broadsheet newspaper uh, and a slightly more mature reader is very different in terms of the language that you use as opposed to writing for a tabloid newspaper, for instance, um, The Sun or The Daily Mail, because the language will be very different. Or for example, if you're asked to write a story aimed at teenage readers, that will be completely different to writing a story that's aimed for your teachers, for instance. AO6 means, does your writing have interesting words and vocabulary? Can you spell correctly? And can you use punctuation correctly? Now, when it's specific to AQA, this is how all the AOs are laid out. So as you can see on the left-hand side of this graph, this is all the different assessment objectives. Don't get scared when you see AO7, AO8 and AO9 because at GCSE level, you're not expected to know very much about this. However, as you can see, you've got your AO1, AO2, all the way to AO6. And this is really important when you're thinking about paper one and paper two of your language. So for the English literature papers, 
AO1 means, do you understand the novel, play or poem? Do you also understand the question you're being asked? So what you're looking for in that poem or the novel? And can you link it to the relevant book, the relevant text? And can you support your answers using good quotes? AO2 uh, focuses on language, form and structure. So when it comes to language, all that means is can you use terms like simile, personification, alliteration, so zero, and so on, when you are, for instance, analysing a poem, when you're looking at a Shakespearean text, and so on. Form means can you identify if the text is a script, sonnet, or a novel. Structure means how's the story or poem ordered at the beginning, middle, and end, and what effect does this have on you as a reader? Can you discuss themes, can you discuss symbols, and can you analyse them? That's all part of AO2. AO2 AO3 simply refers to whether you can compare and discuss different texts, for example, two poems. Can you also mention the context of the text that you're studying and why this is important? And can you mention the author and why the author's background may influence the writing? AO4 means can you use interesting words and vocabulary in your writing? Did you spell correctly? And also, did you use punctuation correctly? This is how the AO1 all the way to AO4 is weighted when it comes to paper one and paper two for the AQA GCSE. So do pause at this stage if you need to just kind of understand the different weighting to just take down notes and see, for instance, how the AO1, for instance, the split is in paper one and paper two and so on. So that's it. Hopefully that's put your mind at rest for the different assessment objectives and what they mean. It's not rocket science to understand and hopefully you feel as calm as this cat. If you found this video useful, do subscribe and give us a thumbs up, but also make sure you can access sample past papers and model answers on www.firstreetutors.com. Thank you so much for listening.